Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So here's basically Smackdown summed up. Now, Cody, you're not going to turn up on Friday, are you? No. Why would I do that? Because you're mad at everyone. Look. I promise I'm not going to turn up on SmackDown. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? No. I knew it. Also, for some reason, the road dog, Jesse James, was on commentary. He made a joke about wetting himself. I'm not kidding. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of SmackDown Ups and Downs. But I tell you, the last 24 hours in professional wrestling has been way too much. We had SmackDown. We were talk about Collision on a different show today. But there was Rampage, and there was on Ring of Honor. And on ROH, Ronda Rousey just turned up. It just goes to show 2023 is like some sort of insane lottery. But it is damn entertaining. Let's up those doubts. Damage control route to start this week's episode of Smackdown. Just a good story. I mean, for one, this group now looks even more awesome, which always helps when it comes to the presentation. Then you have poor Bailey. I think she's screwed. Because she sold last week as one of the top five moments in WWE history. And then was like, it was me. I was the mastermind behind all of this. But just go and look at all the other members. They were staring at her like, really? Are you sure? I think you're full of nonsense. Bears also did some awkward dad jokes, which she laughed at. But then when the rest of the gang started doing their own ha-ha funny funnies, they were laughing. And poor Bailey was left out in the cold. And this is why she is such a damn good professional wrestler. Obviously, she's about to turn babyface. But she's still a mega dick right now. But she still knows how to make you feel sorry for her. I tell you. She is one of the best ever, and I mean it. So Carol Kai then started the teasing, because she was all like, not every member in the ring is part of damage control. And you were meant to think, oh my gosh, they're going to turn on Bailey. But no, it's because they haven't inducted Oscar into the group, which is when they got a small child from the audience, and they killed him as a sacrifice. It didn't happen. I don't know why I did it. Instead, though, they just gave her a T-shirt. And I was like, wait a minute. That's the way you get into damage control? That could go so wrong. What if you accidentally gift somebody at Christmas? And you'd be like, oh, damn it. Now you've got to be in. Kind of then started to pick up the whole War Games thing. It was all like, ha, ha, ha. Our opponents don't even have a full squad at the moment. Which is when Shotzi's music started to play. Her tank magically drove itself to the ring. When she teleported in behind everyone and hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. Now, this was a terrible plan, because even though Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair joined in, well, it was like five on three, so they had their asses whipped. I was like, whoever came up with this should probably be fired. Now, this was leading to a big reveal later, and given what that was, well, this turned out to be absolutely faboo. Give me a nap. Plus, he also apologized to her new friends backstage when Bianca Belair was like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know who we can get. And Charlotte kind of pulled this face. So 
this was going to be a show long story. Nikel just also walked in and was like, listen, you need to find the last member before the end of the evening. But I was like, why would you do that, Nikki? What a negative Nancy. When we had a number one tag team titles contender match. I mean, you tell me. But it was the Street Profits versus Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. I just had one of my nerd moments where I was like, well, if we were planning to do this, why didn't we have all these teams on fire over the last few weeks? And they've kind of been doing that, but we could have drawn a line under it. So given that I do get mad about this on collisions as well, honesty and parity is important, just getting it down. But thankfully, when it came to the match, this was absolute fire. We also actually did figure it out because it goes like this. Montez Ford plus Angelo Dawkins equals Elton Prince and Prince rhymes with rinse. Rinsing is also something people love to do in the shower and do you know who likes being clean? Kit Wilson. See? Kit is also the name of the car in Knight Rider and they once shot an episode in the Netherlands. And another name for the Netherlands is Holland, which is Rich Holland. He enjoys going to the butch earth. So I figured it out, where's my prize? The best part about all of this though is that Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins continue to stomp around with their brand new attitude and they definitely do have an edge, which is massively important in November 2023 in WWE because Edge ain't here anymore. This will also hopefully serve as a proper platform for them to fly because they haven't really done much of anything since they did turn. Though at one point they tried to accidentally save Pretty Deadly from the 10 beats and they got hit with the 10 beats instead. Brawling Brutes were basically giving a salute to Sheamus. I think he's coming back soon. Holland then got the tag and he was just throwing everybody around because he's so jacked. This is all the commentators were talking about as well. It was so funny. They were like, oh man, rugby, muscles, going to the gym. I was like, all right, I get it. Butch then realized everybody was on the outside, so he did this big moonsault. But I think it pissed Angelo off because he kind of used Butch and Elton Prince as human projectiles. I don't know whether you knew this, that's not a normal thing to do. It did lead to this great one-two-oo though, because basically Ridge hit a superplex, then all of a sudden Montez Ford came off the top rope, and just as he had the cover, Elton Prince had blind tagged himself in, and he made the save. I kind of bought it. We also saw Bobby Lashley and B-Fab talking backstage, and once again, we never get the end of that conversation. I was a bit like, guys, you do know there's seven days between Smackerdowns. Finish your damn chat. Now the real twist is that there was some miscommunication between Holland and Butch, because Butch accidentally smacked him at one point. Now, this did lead to the finish, and after the fact, Rich stormed off like, I can't believe you did that to me. So maybe they're going to break up, but I would not do that. It did allow the Street Profits to hit their new finish, so they now are the brand new number one contenders. And I presume that means we do them versus the Judgment Day. That is an eyebrow-raising match. All of this was very good, and like I say, let's use it to send Montez Ford and Andrew Dawkins to the moon. But they did some trickery because we saw Bianca Blair talking to Meechin. I was like, there is no way Mia Yim is going to be the extra person in War Games. Then we came back from the commercial and Damage Control had just beaten her up. If I was part of the women's division, I'd be like, you know what? Do not talk to Bianca. She bad news. We then had more randomness after this, though, because it was Dragon Lee versus NXT's Axiom. I was like, what on earth? And we did get a small video to try and explain this. But the real reason is that WWE is trying to get Dragon Lee over like a super duper megastar. And if this is anything to go on, flub me sideways, it's going to work. Because they both went at it at 100 miles per hour. Dragon Lee hit this crazy drop kick. That's right, it was just a drop kick. And he did this nutty splash. <laughs> sounds like a wonderful drink. Also sounds a bit dodgy. Axiom is the same, so he just hit this moonsault, which didn't make any sense. 
when I think Lee realized he needed to calm things down. So he smacked Axiom so hard in the head, I'm pretty sure someone had told him, listen, he has gold in his brains, and if you get in there, you'd be a rich man. Or dragon. And then find a top of Tina the Turnbuckle, where Dragon killed Axiom with this stomp, when they were just chopping each other. I was like, that is it. They've gone into the wrestling move book and decided, let's just do them all. The X then got this running knee when Lee came back with a brain buster. So once again, I was like, I told you, he definitely wants to get in that skull. When we got this power bomb into a Canadian destroyer reversal. I was just doing this like some kind of wrestling seal. I mean, that was great. It built to an even crazier Spanish fly from the top as Dragon Lee hit his big knee and his brand new finish, which I think we're calling Operation Dragon. Sounds like a mission from Contra. Seriously though, if the idea is to turn Dragon Lee into this megastar, this is the way to do it. He is such a good wrestler. As is Axiom, you should watch this today. When it was time to justify Santos Escobar's heel turn, and honestly, it took me about eight seconds, and I was like, why was this guy a babyface for so long? It's so much better. I mean, he basically came out dressed like Scarface, and he was all right. Let me tell you, remind you of a little old saying, never meet your heroes, because I met Rey Mysterio, what an absolute loser that guy is. He also talked about the fact that they had reformed the LWO before Ray did stab him in the back because he didn't want Carlito in there. And did Mysterio have a chat with him? No, he did not. Do you know what he's realized now? Dominic was right. Rey Mysterio is nothing but a deadbeat dad. He also tied into the fact that it should be Santos getting United States title opportunities and not Ray when he started to speak in Spanish. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Don't worry, I actually speak Spanish, so I translated it. And it said, F you, Carlito, you apple-eating nerd. I'm going to murder you and eat your children. Jeez. He then got hilarious too, because he was all like, listen, I am sorry. Sorry, I didn't do more damage to Ray's knee. And also, Mysterio, I hope you get an infection in hospital and they have to amputate your leg. Laughing so much. I mean, crime can't. Uh, it goes up by one. You can't say things like that. But it took all of, like I say, no time. Santos Escobar is the best. Selena Vega then walked out, slapped him, and walked off again. I was like, you've had a lot of time to come up with that plan, and it wasn't the best one. When all of a sudden, Wacky Wild and Del Cruz was here, and they got in the ring. <laughs> Do you know what this Escobar did? 
He just absolutely murdered them. Once again, he's the best. Now, look, he did give them the opportunity to join him, but they said no, which is when Carlito ran out to make the proper save. And we're doing that match at the pay-per-view premium live event. And this must be working, because that entered my brain. I thought to myself, ugh, that's what I want, like Batista. It also makes Carlito a bit of a strange man, because he must have been watching this from backstage, going, I will only go to the ring when I am ready. But like I say, this is a good bit of business, and we should make Santos Escobar some sort of champion soon. It is definitely getting it up. When I got worried, oh no. Because it was Cameron Grimes versus Grayson Waller, and what the flub are we doing with Cameron Grimes? I mean, this couldn't have gone longer than two minutes. Grayson Waller just won. What? Now look, I've got no problem with Waller racking up the W's because that guy is excellent. And whoever teamed him up with Austin Theory, who was on commentary, deserves some kind of award. They're the best pairing of the year. And of course, Cameron has a get out clause too, because at one point it was on the outside and Austin Theory and Grayson Waller essentially used each other as shields. That totally screwed over Grimes. He wasn't able to hit his finisher. So Grayson hit him with the rolling stunner. One, two, three. And that was that. The problem, though, is that ever since Grimes has been caught up from NXT, he hasn't really done much of anything. So Waller beating him made me go, well, you just beat a guy who hasn't done much of anything. I also just really like Cameron, so I hope he does get a proper push soon. But again, I want to underline that I think Grayson Waller is a superstar in the making. But yeah, got to give it a damn. Blair was then talking to Zelina Vega. <laughs> I was shouting, Vega, get out of there. What are you doing? When surprise, surprise, we came back from the commercial break. And who was down dead? It was Selena Vega, courtesy of Damage Control. Nuts. So Bianca was just like the spectre of death throughout this episode, and out came Paul Heyman and basically reminded you, oh yeah, I am the master of the microphone. Because even Sona Sokoa had returned, and this made me laugh because they'd only been gone one week, when Heyman did this big shebang like, oh my gosh, here comes John Cena, John Cena is here, although he's not. Because guess who murked him? That's right, it was Solo Sokoa. The whole idea is that Solo has ended him for good and we're never going to see him again. And Johnny Boy would have been just fine if he didn't pick a fight with the bloodline. But now he has done, he's retired, he's gone, don't expect to see him ever again. He also tied it in because he was like, oh, let's so Cena does come back. You know what he's like, hustle, loyalty, respect. He will have to go after Sokoa. So once again, Solo will just take him down. Now somebody was always going to interrupt here. And it was LA Knight. Once again, we are doing so well with this guy. Everybody just went nuts. Thank goodness, too, because LA keeps telling us, you know what, I would be the Universal Champion right now if it wasn't for the rest of the bloodline. And so many people have lost to Roman and just gone, oh, well, I'm just a bit sad about it. Something should have happened. I'm like, you got absolutely murked here. Why aren't you talking about it? He's also got a plan, too, which is to wipe out the entire bloodline until it's just him and Roman Reigns. And this is the second week he said something like that. So I think we are headed to round two, maybe at the Raw Rumble. Ooh, lally. The first stop is Jimmy Uso, and he also called Paul an MC Boss Hog, which made me laugh because it was so damn silly. And yeah, I think that's our escalation for LA Knight. He did his catchphrase, and he left. No, he got in the ring. It was time for his match. Because before that, we did see Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi talking, and they were like, Charlotte, you're going to have to make that call. And she was like, okay, I'm going to make that call, which was a tease for later. When it was LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso, and LA Knight just won. Good. Now, apparently, Roman Reigns rang Paul Heyman at the start of this, because him and Solo just left about two minutes in. So I was like, well, what's that about? And I figured it out. I can tell you. Poor Jimbo. He's going to get killed soon. He has crossed the bus. He didn't actually help Knight at first because Jimmy was able to hit a Samoan drop, and he is Samoan, so everything's okay. When LA reversed it, they did that bit when he grabbed Uso's head and just smashed it into Alan the announce table over and over again. 
What am I doing? For some reason, when we came back from the ad break, though, all of a sudden Jimmy Uso was in control. And actually, WWE did show us this in a replay. But that's no fun, so I'm going to make it up for ourselves. Because I'm going to assume that after he had done this to Alan, the announce table was like, what are you doing, LA Knight? You're a good guy, and I'm a good guy. Why aren't you helping me? And I was like, man, you know what? I should have done that, which is when Jimmy returned and he punched him. Works for me. Mostly, though, this was just a competitive back and forth when from nowhere, LA Knight hit the BFT and he got the three. And I suppose that must have been the right thing to do because it rhymed. It also meant the Knight was totally screwed, though, because Solo Sokoa did return and the bloodline threw him through Alan the announced table. So I was like, I was right with what I just said because he got absolutely murked. So I suppose that soon we'll have to do Solo versus LA Knight, which now would be a massive win for La. I mean, Solo just beat Cena. Now, someone that actually does respect our ringside wrestling friends is Cody Rhodes. And this is what we are talking about at the start of the episode. Because before we did destroy that table, he ran out, even though he's a raw guy, and he made the save. So once again, this is more teasing, the theme of SmackDown. I do think we're going to do Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40. We have just started to plant those seeds. So all this was fine. Good even. Up. Amazingly, Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi were then acting like they had called someone... And they were now making their way to the arena. I was like, how is anyone going to get here in time? I mean, what kind of transport are they using? Gandalf? No. It then did get a little bit more silly because Nick Aldis was yelling at Cody saying, don't you do it again. I told you to leave, so you better leave. So Cody left. How the hell would he not know he was already in the building? We also know that Kevin Owens is going to be back next week. So if I was a wrestler, I would just cause all kind of carnage. He got suspended for seven days. That's basically a mini holiday. When we finished, as we did start, and I thought this was great, because out came Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair and Shotzi, and they were like, oh, we need a partner, but we haven't got one. But we will still accept the War Games Challenge. When out came Damage Control, and they were like, ha, 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 you don't have a partner. When the fight started, and who came to join in? It was Becky Lynch. This crowd went crazy. So there are some people on the internet going, oh, Becky's not that over anymore. I'm sorry, what are you watching? Potatoes? That doesn't make any sense. It also means that War Games is going to be EO Sky, Kyrie Sane, Oscar and Bailey taking on Charlotte, Shotzi, Bianca and Becky. Plus you have everything between Charlotte and Lynch getting back together. I thought this was a terrific way to end. And I am so damn pumped for Survivor Series. It is most definitely... Now, of course, please do make sure you leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown, which is going to get an up overall. Almost forgot to do that. And soon, depending when you watch this video, ups and downs for Collision will also be live because there's just so much wrestling. And yes, we'll be back tomorrow to up those downs for full gear. Then maybe I'll sleep, which is not true because it'll be time for Monday Night Raw. What even is sports entertainment anymore, man? I don't know. Goodbye. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 